welcome back to Pod Hates Louisa, a weekly podcast where I talk about whatever the hell I want. So today and yesterday, the air quality has literally been so bad in the Northeast because of the wildfires in Canada, and I'm really starting to worry about the negative health effects of the pollutants in the air. Like, after I walked home today, I had such a bad headache, and I don't know if it's just because I'm trying to quit caffeine and it's like a withdrawal symptom, or like, I am breathing in pollutants and my body is telling me, hey, it would be great if you could get us some clean air sometime soon. We're kind of dying over here. It sucks to not be able to go outside as much as I want, and I'm really realizing how much I've taken that for granted most of my life, and how so many people around the world are not fortunate enough to have consistently good air quality. And it's just really upsetting that something so basic as clean air is not accessible to everyone, because our stupid governments refuse to take meaningful action to prevent climate change. And, you know, reverse the existing climate change to whatever extent we can. They're robbing the next generation of their right to life and liberty, and I mean, this goes to show that people don't actually care about issues until they affect them personally. Like, even I admit that I didn't have enough of a sense of urgency about climate action until, like, shit like this started happening and actually affecting me and the people I know. And, yeah, it sucks that we're selfish humans, but hopefully the fact that a lot of lawmakers live in the Northeast means that they will be affected by the air pollution and, you know, finally wake up to the reality of climate change. Anyway, today I'm going to be taking a trip down memory lane and talking about my unconventional schooling experience. So a little bit of background, up until high school, so through eighth grade, I went to a Montessori school. And basically the Montessori philosophy is that education should be individualized to the child and cater to their natural interests and proclivities. So it's more child-led than a traditional classroom would be, which I think is amazing in principle. It's just really hard to implement on a large scale when you have like more students per teacher and less funding because some of the stuff we did in Montessori was very expensive and the fact that a lot of Montessori schools charge tuition and are private is unfortunate and it means that the schools are economically inaccessible to a lot of people right now. So Montessori definitely made me the weirdo that I am today and it's a really mixed bag. I'm incredibly grateful for some of the experiences I had but I acknowledge that Montessori definitely wasn't perfect and my school definitely wasn't the glowing paragon of inclusivity and diversity that it claims to be. So let's get into it. I'm going to start with like the positives. My earliest Montessori memory is basting. So they had little works, basically they call them works, and each work is like an activity that you can do and it sits on its own little rug and you take it off the shelf and then you work with it. And my favorite work was basting. So basting was literally transferring liquid from one container to another with a turkey baster. And I remember when my parents would pick me up from school, they would ask me what I did today. And nine times out of 10, I would be like basting and they would be like, oh, basting again. And my teachers used to have to bribe me with basting to like get me to do other things, like get me to do my math, which in retrospect was very simple and basic at the time. So they'd incentivize me by saying I could only like baste once I did X amount of math. And honestly, this is kind of a full circle moment for me because now I work in a molecular bio lab and I do a lot of pipetting, which is literally just basting. So I guess those skills came in handy after all. And it's kind of funny because being forced to do math instead of basting did not make me more interested in STEM. And basting actually ended up being more relevant to my STEM career than like any of the math that I had to do, which is kind of ironic. So yeah, let your kids do what they want and maybe they'll end up in a really cool profession someday. 
Another really important thing about Montessori was that instead of like a regular playground, they had the Field of Dreams, which is literally just like a large field with like hilly terrain. Like I remember there was this gigantic hill that we used for sledding in the winter and it was so awesome, but then they like bulldozed it to like build a mall or something stupid and it made me so sad. The field had a pond, it had woods, and my friends and I would hang out in the woods a lot and we would build forts out of sticks. And there was like a very complex like political system with all of the forts that people would build and like we developed a currency system with like pine cones and I really think that this kind of environment required us to be more creative with how we entertained ourselves and I really think that has served me well in life and also I remember I would fall in the pond a lot there was a little bridge over the pond and like routinely I would fall into it and end up soaking wet I had to keep a change of clothes at school at all times in case I fell into the pond I would also have to get checked for leeches and I feel like at a certain point I just started doing it like for kicks like just for fun and attention instead of you know actual lack of balance on that little bridge. Montessori really emphasized like peace. They were really into peace in general and I remember they would have like Thich Nhat Hanh quotes on the walls. Thich Nhat Hanh is a Buddhist monk who I really admire and try to like learn from his life and his philosophy as much as possible because I just really think that he interacted with the world in a very peaceful and conscious way and they would also have us do a thing called stillness after recess which was basically meditation so like when we would be super rowdy and crazy after recess they would just have us like color mandalas and play with silly putty and I remember really liking that I mean it didn't stop me from struggling with severe anxiety at various points of my life but the whole like meditation thing and like you know being able to ground yourself is a really good skill to instill in children so I thought that was valuable they also had us do peace treaties when we would have a conflict which was meant to teach us you know good conflict resolution skills which I guess is good we would light a little candle and that helped me get over my fear of using matches but then once I knocked it over by accident and almost started to fire so like the peace treaty thing appealed to my pyromaniac sensibilities because now I really enjoy lighting things and like open flame I remember an important peace treaty was when I stepped on a caterpillar by accident in my hiking boots and it went into like the groove of my hiking boot so it was totally fine like the caterpillar was unharmed besides you know probably being traumatized but my friend called me a murderer and got really mad at me for stepping on the caterpillar and we had to have a peace treaty about it because I was a murderer shout out to the friend that was involved with that if you remember in general Montessori had very non-traditional academics and they tried to teach you skills for life not just school which I think is extremely valuable so we would be randomly assigned chores to do around the classroom one of those was composting which I thought was great and very cute and taught us responsibility and to appreciate sustainability. We also did a thing called occupations in middle school where every Wednesday instead of like having regular classes we would do things like sewing or cooking or like land stewardship. You could pick which activity you wanted to do and you would like commit to it for the entire semester and then you would get really good at like cooking or sewing and I thought that was also really amazing and really valuable and I had a lot of fun doing that instead of regular classes. Another really special thing about my school was the trips that we were able to go on because of the tuition and also like I guess grant funding and stuff. So some of the most memorable trips. We went to Quebec in fourth grade which was amazing. I had so much fun there. I remember dancing, making like 
maple sugar candy, visiting a lot of like really cool old like castles and buildings. We also went to Williamsburg in fifth grade. I remember this one was kind of boring and I was not into all the colonial shit. It very much glamorized white settler colonialism. I also remember having to ballroom dance with some sweaty ass fifth grade boys, which made me uncomfortable. And I also remember not liking being sorted into heterosexual pairs, even at that very young age. Happy Pride Month, by the way. It's June. Happy Pride Month. Then we went to Boston in sixth grade, which was very like American Revolution focused. I don't really remember much from that trip other than that. We went to a place which I think was in New Hampshire. All I remember is that there were a bunch of tide pools and that was really fun. I liked getting to learn about marine organisms and look at stuff under a microscope, practice like, you know, some of my scientific observation skills. I remember they also gave us like a deconstructed dolphin skeleton and they were like, put it back together the way you think it should go. And we were all just like, what? But then we did it and it was okay, I guess. We also went to a farm run by this organization called Heifer International. And I think the farm is actually closed now. I remember it closed shortly after we went there. But the organization gives animals to families in need, which I feel complicated about now as a vegan and someone who's against like animal agriculture in a broad sense. But I do think there is nuance here because I think an impoverished family having like one goat that they take really good care of and only use for milk and they would literally die without it is very different from slaughtering millions of animals every day to produce tons of like burgers for people who can afford ethical alternatives and choose to eat meat anyway. I remember I liked helping feed the pigs on that farm because I love pigs. They're one of my favorite animals and my favorite stuffed animal is a pig that I've had since before I was born named Piggy. Creative, I know. Wow, Louisa really snapped with that one. I know pigs are friendly and intelligent creatures and that's why I no longer eat them and I really liked getting to hang out with them. And another thing at Heifer was that they had a like global village is what they called it with houses to like simulate conditions in various regions of the world and I remember there being like Poland, the US border with Mexico, Kenya, and Tibet, and and I think Guatemala but there might have been more. I was in Poland and we got the biggest house but probably the worst food. It was like really watery potato and cabbage soup. We did have two really cute sheep outside though which was cool and other places had even cooler animals like guinea pigs and alpacas. They also made a couple members of like our group pretend to be like pregnant or disabled because we were supposed to be like a family and I remember having to keep my arm in a sling and someone else had to protect a water balloon which was our baby and I don't really think that gave us much of a sense of like perspective on other people's lives because having your uninjured arm in a sling for one day is not really comparable to living with a physical disability and taking care of a water balloon not really the same as taking care of a baby but you know they tried. We also went to New York City in middle school that was really fun we went to the UN and we also celebrated UN Day which I remember liking a lot because we would dress up in like our culture's clothing and bring in our family's traditional foods and that was really fun for me. We went to DC I remember really liking the spy museum and I bought a pen in the gift shop that like shocks you and the entire like bus ride home I was just like shocking the shit out of all of my friends but by far the best and most memorable trip I went on with Montessori was Costa Rica. We went for almost two weeks I think when I was in eighth grade and it was amazing. I learned more in like a week of Spanish instruction than I had learned for the entire year before that. I got to see so many like amazing animals in the wild like there were a lot of tree frogs, there were a lot of blue morpho butterflies which I used to think were really rare but in Costa Rica they're everywhere and it was really cool to see animals that I had only kind of you know read about and seen in like nature documentaries in their natural habitat. The nature in general was just 
just amazing and gorgeous. And we got to go whitewater rafting on the Rio Pacuare, which was amazing and really cool. Yeah, Costa Rica was one of the best trips of my life so far. But that is most of the positive things I can think of about Montessori. Now let's move on to some of the negatives. So the most salient thing is that they had a lot of weird cultural appropriation built into the curriculum. Like, I don't know if they've changed this now. I sincerely hope they have. But when I was like a really little kid, I remember that we built like a teepee in the classroom and we had to sit in there and grind corn with a mortar and pestle. And they were like, this is what being indigenous is like. And I was like, okay, that seems heavily stereotyped and probably just like not authentic. But I don't know. We didn't have any actual indigenous people there for that lesson or that unit. But they did have like a council of grandmothers or something come in to talk to us at some point who were actually indigenous. And that was kind of a good cross-cultural learning experience, but appropriating like a heavily stereotyped version of indigenous culture and pretending like that's how indigenous people live today is just kind of crazy and fucked up. I also remember wearing Zori, which are the shoes that geishas wear. They're basically like raised wooden blocks of wood with like a flip-flop type harness on top for your toes. But the ones we had were definitely not like traditional. Like someone definitely just DIY'd them at home. And I remember we had to practice like walking a straight line in them with like socks on. What purpose did this serve? I don't know. It certainly didn't like teach us anything about Japanese culture or history. They were just like, hey, try wearing flip-flops and socks. I don't know. It was kind of messed up. In general, I think Montessori had a lot of like performative diversity. The tuition for the school was pretty high. And in this country, wealth is still unfortunately mostly concentrated in the hands of white people and people of color are more likely to be economically disadvantaged. So the fact that you had to pay a lot for the school and they didn't really do anything to make it accessible to people with lower incomes meant that it wasn't accessible to a lot of local people of color and like poor white people and this meant that the student body was overwhelmingly upper middle class and white but Montessori kind of like tried to pretend like it wasn't like when they would do photo shoots for like their annual calendar or whatever that they would put out it would be like you know on college brochures where they get like all the kids of color in the one photo like they gather everyone together to make the school look as diverse as possible without actually committing to diversity and actually like making the school economically accessible to people of different income levels so yeah the performative diversity was definitely an issue another thing that was kind of unique to this school was like the punishment methods like a lot of schools do detention or whatever but Montessori did something different something that I think was meant to be like more helpful and constructive than detention but still ended up being pretty harrowing since it actually made you like confront the consequences of your actions and really mull over what you had done wrong for a long time instead of being able to just get over it and move on from it but what Montessori did to deal with kids who behaved badly according to their standards was write your name in a binder along with whatever offense you had committed and on your first time committing a given transgression you would get a warning the second time you did the same thing you would get a letter sent home and then the third time you would actually get sent home from school and I remember only getting sent home once and it was for talking out of turn because that was like a vague enough offense that I could get clocked doing it like three times within one year I feel like they reset the counter at the beginning of the school year all of my other shenanigans were so weird and specific that I was very unlikely to repeat them and besides being written up was so traumatic for me that it was usually enough to convince me not to do a particular thing again. Even though I got in trouble a lot, I still really hated getting in trouble and I would like frequently cry in school. Like the waiting was really the worst part, waiting to get written up. And I definitely remember trying to hold back my tears in the waiting room outside the principal's office and like failing miserably to do that. And that waiting
waiting room was basically right in the main entrance area, so it was just very exposed. And I definitely got in trouble for some things that I should have gotten in trouble for, but I also got in trouble for some weird other things, and I just wanted to share a few of the most memorable incidents. One of them was when I was very young, was for touching the teacher's rug. Now, I don't have OCD, I haven't been diagnosed with it, but I definitely had some like intrusive thoughts and compulsions when I was a little kid, and for a while I was obsessed with only doing things an even number of times. So like if I touched a doorknob, I would have to like touch it one more time so it would be two. Or if I accidentally did something three times, I would have to do it four, etc. So at Montessori, for the earlier phases of your education, the teachers would demonstrate things on big rugs and then you would do your own little works on smaller rugs. So it was very like floor based and the tables and chairs were also tiny and cute. I liked how everything was kind of low to the ground because I've always been short. The teacher was teaching something on the rug and I brushed the rug by accident, but then she was like, don't touch the rug again. But of course I had only touched it once and now I had to touch it again. Like I was unable to stop myself from touching it again. And then she thought I had directly disobeyed her just to be a little stinker. So I got written up and I remember explaining my compulsion to do things an even number of times and being really embarrassed that it was so illogical. And looking back, like it's kind of messed up that they made me feel bad just because I had a relatively harmless intrusive thought and acted on it at a time in my life when I had very little self-control. I think I was about four years old when that happened. Um, another thing I got in trouble for was making a suggestive noise with my cheeks. So I think it was an earth science class and I was in eighth grade and the frequency of write-ups had slowed substantially to where I think this is the only time I got written up that year, which made it all the more memorable. And also I was older, so I remember it in much more detail. Me and this other kid, shout out to him if he's listening, very unlikely, felt the need to make this noise for some reason. I'm going to try to do it with our cheeks and we both got yelled at in the hallway directly outside the classroom which everyone could still definitely hear because it was a very small school and the walls were pretty thin and I remember trying not to laugh at first because my teacher was like tell me what that sound is supposed to be I know you know what it's supposed to be like trying to get us to say what it was and then the teacher was like it's supposed to be someone jacking off isn't it or they said something really awkward like that and it was so funny and then they basically just called us immature and stuff but like compared to most middle schoolers I'm sure that's pretty normal behavior but I think he was just in a bad mood or mostly mad at us for disrupting the class but you know the panic really set in when we were waiting to get written up and I did like cry about it briefly because I was mad that I'd like ruined a year of good behavior by doing this one thing and getting in trouble for it but I got over it pretty quickly and now I look back on it and laugh it's a good story another crazy thing that someone got in trouble for it wasn't me but it was one of my closest friends they got in trouble for spitting in wax so we were doing batik in art class which is a really cool Indonesian fabric dyeing technique where you dye fabric, paint on hot wax, and then you dye it a darker color so that when the wax melts away, the areas that were protected by the wax are a different color from their surroundings and you can create patterns that way. So there were vats of hot wax all around the classroom and my friend decided to be unhinged and spit in it for no damn reason and they got written up. But the art classes at Montessori were really cool in general and we got to try a ton of different techniques which definitely shaped who I am as an artist. Like I love trying new artistic media mediums and doing new exciting things that I've never tried before. Definitely like stuff that I did at Montessori sparked my interest in things like ceramics and like doll making slash puppet making and I don't think I would have necessarily tried those things if I hadn't gone to Montessori. So file that in the positives I guess. In conclusion I wouldn't be who I am or where I am today without Montessori and I definitely have more wild and wacky tales from that era of my life but I'll have to save them for another day. I hope you stay safe if the air quality near 
near you is really bad right now. And I will talk to you next time. Louisa Miller out.